Jake City. Hey Jake, how are you? Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake. Welcome Jake. to Salt Lake Jake's Take. I am here with my guys Pete and Brennan, and I welcome all Big Twelve fans around the world who are <laughs> tuning in to this Big Twelve podcast. Brethren, welcome. What do you think? Dude, that last 48 hours on Twitter felt like March 2020 Twitter, where everyone's an expert about everything, and yet they aren't. That's what that was what that was a that was a rough week. Man, I'm telling you, it was that yeah, from the second Colorado announced until about 4 p.m. last night was part of the some of the most stressful moments of my life. And I know how ridiculous that sounds because it's sports, but there was an op there was a chance. Slim chances, but still a chance nonetheless that things could have broken absolutely terrible for us in, in uh, how it ended up. Yesterday afternoon, after we knew Oregon and Washington were leaving and that that silence, that was a dark couple of hours for me. I'm not going to lie. What about you, Brandon? Same thing. I was stressed. I mean, it was a stressful week for no particular reason. I mean, uh, I was buried in my phone all the time reading meaningless texts from people that didn't know anything and I couldn't stop doing it. Didn't, couldn't <laughs> stop. It's like, it was such a, such a, a miserable process. But um, look, I had a, a, a buddy went to lunch with a member of the football staff and he asked questions during the week. And the guy looked at him and said, Hey, you take this stuff too serious. Utah's going to be fine. And in the yeah. end, they're fine. Yeah, Jake. So what happened? I mean, give us the, like, where is your emotion right now? Well, to you guys' point, yesterday afternoon, mid, mid midday, when it was apparent that Oregon and Washington were headed to the, the Big Ten and we didn't know our future, I, I just said, forget this. I went, I went on a mountain bike ride. I turned my phone off and mm. I biked up Mueller Park in Bountiful, which is a beautiful trail. And just to get away because I was so ridiculously stressed about it. But it ended up working out. But here's the thing, okay? The shift is going to continue to happen. Co conference expansion and contraction and, and et cetera is never going to end. And I mean never. And no. the reason is, is because as long as money matters, that's what rules the world. There's going to be a point, and I mean it, and I think it's going to happen in the next 10 years, where Ohio State and Michigan are going to say, we are worth two or three times what Purdue is worth. Why are we sharing our money with Purdue? or Penn State, or whatever's going to say. Vanderbilt, Rutgers. Yep. So it's going to get to the point where I feel, in my opinion, long-term, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, there's not going to be conferences that are tied together by a TV contract. What will happen it's is gonna somehow be... eventually each team will be responsible to maximize their own revenue, and then there will be loose scheduling agreements along those lines. That's what I think is going to happen. And when you get to that point, then teams are like, you know what? If we're in charge entirely of our schedule and revenue is not associated or not impacted by playing Purdue every year, then at that point, I think, is when games are going to start being scheduled regionally again. And it'll almost be like we're back in West Coast conferences, but everyone's in charge of their own revenue. So, Well, I was going to two thoughts on that. Do you think it's going to be relegation like they do with European football, like European soccer? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it'll get to that because I don't think it's going to be a league equally sharing revenue at, at, at some point. It's going to be, like I said, teams like, forget this, we're going to maximize our revenue 
and everyone's going to be in charge of their own revenue, and then they'll schedule games with folks, and we'll have but, a playoff of some sort. And so but the other pushback, the other relegation pushback would be that, awesome if we could it, if we could work that out. That would have been awesome, but I don't. I think we've. Yeah. I think we're past that in this country where it's not going to happen. Well, but you need doormats still, though. Like right, the SEC, the 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 secret about the SEC is, wow, they're so dominant. Well, they 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 bake in at least six wins for everybody. Yeah, the four non-conference and then the two doormat, the Vanderbilts and Mississippi States. So, like, you still need, oh, in order for Ohio State to be amazing, they still need to just bulldoze people, right? I mean, that's still going to be something. Yeah, and they'll schedule that out, right? They'll they'll schedule that out. And you're right that the SEC has that's the dirty secret about the SEC is the way they schedule. They've figured it out, man. You got to give them credit. Yep. They have figured out a way to maximize the teams in their league, and on top of the cupcake scheduling with a with a like a a Charleston State or whatever in the second week of November that they do. Yeah. The on top of that, they do have several premier brands anyway, so they've got everything going for them. They've got the big the big brands. They've got the money. They've got the TV contract, and they've got the scheduling nailed. They've got it. They've got it run beautifully. And it's it's like it's like a polar opposite of how the Pac-12 ran. Because listen, to this guys, I looked at this tweet from Stuart Mandel, and it, it's it blows yeah. my mind. In 2011, the first year of the Pac-12, one we had three teams finish in the top six of the rankings: Stanford, Oregon, USC. Three of the top six are Pac-12 teams. Okay. And I think one of those was a two-loss team. I mean, it wasn't – these weren't like – I mean, everyone had like a, a loss or two, but they were just well-respected at that time. Right, right, yeah. It was deeper. It was. It had three of the top six teams. And then two, we had just signed the richest TV contract in all of college sports. I was read the article. It said Pac-12 with the biggest, richest article uh, TV contract, Fox, ESPN. We were on top of the world a dozen years ago, literally. We were looked at as one of the, as one of the top one, two leagues in the country, and we've – Completely falling apart, and one day this will be used as a case study in leadership yeah. because our yeah. leadership completely bungled and blew up what was something that was awesome. There's no way we should have fallen apart. We had big brands: USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington. We had the entire western half of the United States from the Rockies over, so there was no chance to be coached from the north, south, or west. We had time zones to ourselves. We had great, you know, we had. All the money, like yeah. we had everything freaking going for us, and yeah. it completely fell apart, dude. But look at where we are now. We are the, with the exception, okay, the original eight team whack with Utah, BYU, Arizona, Arizona State, New Mexico, Wyoming. That's a, that's the nineteen seventy. I can't remember what year. Uh, with the exception of New Mexico and Wyoming, we're kind. That's kind of our new division now, right? Yep, agreed. It's all yeah. coming full circle. And, and you know, looking at the Big Twelve, so let's just kind of put yeah, let's move on the Pac twelve and put it to bed. I loved the league, man. I loved the destinations. I loved being associated with Washington and Oregon. I felt like those three fan bases, Utah, Washington, Oregon, kind of united and bonded over our hatred for USC because we always cheered against USC when those three teams played, and we just kind of you know became brothers, right? And it's just it's hard yeah. to see it end because it was a fun thing. It was it was my childhood dream to be in the Pac twelve. And it happened, and we, we rose to the top of it to where we were one of the big players in the Pac-12, and then it all fell apart. So rest in peace, Pac-12. Mm. Rest in peace, Pac-12 after dark. Rest in peace, Conference of Champions, Bill Walton, all the quirky things that made us unique. It was awesome. I loved it. But as as Arizona State's president said yesterday in their press release, it was hilarious because 
it sounded like I hate that we have to do this, but we're doing it. He said basically, we're going for the Pac-12, 40 years of memories. It was a great conference. We loved being a part of it. Blah blah blah. And I guess now is the time to change. And so, yeah, well, people don't want to leave this league, but TV executives are ruining it. Man. I was just gonna say, who who wins in this big like big picture? Fox and ESPN. Not even they, ESPN because they lost the entire West Coast. They squoze Apple yeah. out of the market for another five years. Yeah, Fox yeah. wins. Yeah, that's who's making these decisions. It's going lame. I guarantee Ohio State and Michigan don't want Oregon and Washington in the league. They can put on a happy face, but people like the regional rivalries. It's just what made college football great. And who I feel the worst for is Washington State and Oregon State fans. They're good fan bases. They just happen to be in freaking Pullman, Washington, and Corvallis, Oregon, and that's what did them in, is they're in a small town with – not a huge market, and so they're screwed by dudes in New York City skyrise who are making whatever million dollars themselves because they're trying to maximize the profit of Fox. They're destroying the sanctity of college football and what made it great. Yeah. That's what made it great. Any team in any city, anywhere around the country, one year could have a good team rise up and make national noise, and that's being squeezed out, and that is that's a over. shame because college football was freaking special for that reason. Totally. And you know what? Brent and I were talking, like, while we were in the kind of throes of, like, is this Apple deal so bad kind of conversation, whatever, however long ago it was. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, Apple brought Messi to America in his still in his prime. I mean, it, it's just kind of this is it's kind of a phenomenon that's happening on this streaming. And I know we're five, two years too early and we, we rehash those arguments. But I'm saying there was an opportunity for our conference to do something kind of cool, which was what did Utah do when they joined the Pac-12? They bet on themselves. They took no money, no shares for how many years? They Zero the first year, a little bit the next year, a little bit the following year. They could have done something big with the biggest brand in the world, Apple. And you would have not known what was going to happen. Instead, Fox and ESPN pillage everybody, make it seem like it's 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 the, the ineptitude of the conference. Blah blah blah. They lowball us basically, and they still win. Yep. It's so maddening. And that's what's funny yeah. is you're going to tell me the Pac-12 wasn't Pac-12. worth thirty million dollars a team. But look at it. Four of the teams went to the Big Twelve at the end of that cost. Four of the teams went to the Big Twelve at that cost. Eight of us are getting that that dollar amount or more, but as a whole in conference, we couldn't get that dollar amount. Give me a break. That to me is proof. Yeah, the TV executives colluded to destroy a league so they could get re- maximize their revenue and their their profit. That's all it is. That is the only thing conference expansion is is TV executives Agreed. pulling the strings, and it's so freaking frustrating. Brennan, yeah. Yeah, no, look, I I mean, I, I agree 100%. I mean, look, things can change fast. And I think the, the important thing about this is to look towards the future and make sure that Utah is in a position where it's going to be set in five or six years whenever this happens again. I mean, looking back, Pac-12 had the deal that everyone envied. I think I read it was quadruple the amount that anyone had ever signed for back in 2010 or 11. So the way that we're looking at these SEC and big contracts and saying, oh, these guys are going to be the biggest and they'll never, um, you know, no one will ever beat them. I mean, that's probably true, but um, things change pretty quick. So I think as Utah gets in the Big 12, they're in a good position to win a lot of football games. And that's what you need to do for the next five years. Because when you look back at the Pac-12, how significant is it that Stanford and Cal have been terrible the last five or six years? 
those are two huge brands. Yeah, that sucks. And if either of those brands had actually, you know, sniffed a CFP or sniffed a, a, a Pac-12 championship, then, you know, a lot of more eyeballs would have been on the Pac-12 or at least the Bay Area, and that would have helped a little bit. Totally. Yep, I agree. And you talk about how things change. You're absolutely right. Four years ago, you never would have guessed that Oklahoma and Texas and the SEC, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, the Big Ten, Pac-12 death. No one would have guessed that. So 10 years from now, nobody knows what it's going to look like. And you talk about how fast things change. Just think about yesterday as a whole. We woke up Friday morning and the reports yeah. were, hey, Pac-12 is about to sign a grant of rights. The team's on, everyone's on the same page. The Pac-12 has been saved. One hour later, oh, they can't land the plane. The Pac-12 didn't didn't oh. sign their grant of rights. One Which hour was later, oh, Oregon, Washington has been approved. Nuts. All of a sudden, by the end of the day, Utah – Arizona, Arizona State, and the Big Big Twelve. Like the whole day was ridiculous. Yep, whiplash of a day. So I didn't get any work done. Um. So so uh, let's talk about why though. What that moment? Why did they take Utah? And I know that, that's sort of an obvious question, but that moment where I was like, "What? Why would they take Utah? They've got the market with BYU. They, you know, like is there a chance we're going to be squoze out?" And then I came around, Jake, just thinking. This conference has to be good. We cannot do what we just did with the Pac-12 and have a bunch of crappy teams. We have to be competitive across the conference, right? Yep. What I will give the Big 12 is this. Their fan support is really good. Most of the teams at the stadium when it's good or bad. You look at the Pac-12 the last 10 years, there's three fan bases that build their stadium, Utah, Oregon, Washington. And then if USA was good, they'd have to let everyone else yep. was a joke. Yep. Stanford was a joke. Cal was a joke. Arizona, all of them. Arizona State, they're all yep. a joke. In the pack, in the Big Twelve, they do have passionate fan bases that have full stadiums, so that will be good for the football side of things. We do. You're right. We have to stay relevant. We have to win. I think there's enough good brands where we can stay on the forefront of college football um, and not be completely cast aside. You got Utah, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Um, uh, TCU, TCU just Those played for five. the title last year. Yep, those are those are five good brands. Uh, um, I guess BYU, blah blah blah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, I, here's what's interesting about TCU, BYU, and Utah, the old Mountain West foes. Um, we're all aspirational. We want to win. We put we invest in our programs. Like like we 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 were mid majors because of you know how things shook out and where we, we were in the market. But TCU just played for a national title last year. They won a playoff game. You know, we won that we're back to back champs of the of a P five and BYU, well, they have a chance. Yeah, well, listen, the fact that we're back to back champs and I mean if we could win it for a third time on the way out the door, give a double barreled middle fingers <laughs> on the way out the door with three time champs, that would be awesome. I think it'd be good. But you know, I, I think I think it's gonna be exciting. Once you once we get over to the initial disappointment of yeah of a legacy league breaking down and crumbling. Yep. You know, the Pac-10 was one of the one of the best in the country for years. Everyone knew the Pac-10 and yep. the Pac-12. And to, to, once we get over that, fine. I think we can have some good times in this league, though. I think we can go in immediately and be competitive for the league championship. We're one of the best recruiting teams in this in this league, talent, uh, numbers-wise. We have one of the best fan base, one of the best fan bases in the league. Um, we got the best coach in the league already. Um, and so I think we're going to go in right away and compete. It's going to be fun, man. We'll have some good battles. I will miss championship game in Vegas because that oh, was just so and the, tournament, uh, the basketball tournament, dude. That was so fun to go down there 
and to be oh, like, so oh, good. I'm gonna miss that Vegas tournament like crazy. Yep. I mean, we we took over those the stadium both years down there. Took it over. It was a home game. I know. And we we showed up in droves, and it's just not gonna be the same going to Dallas or wherever they hold it. It's just you think not. There's any be the chance same. they could get to Vegas with with a little persuasion? You know, I, I now that there's teams out here this way, BYU, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think they'll probably try and keep it closer to everyone in the middle, you know. But yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they were to in Dallas, Vegas, and uh I don't know, Kansas City. Yeah. Well no, they wouldn't do it outside. Um who doesn't so, love an excuse to go to Vegas? I mean, it should be a yeah. hard sale. That's true. I mean, it's a long flight from Morgantown. Probably two flights in a carriage ride. Oh man. Okay. Well, have we covered it all, Jake? I think so, man. I, I think I think we we we've sufficiently mourned the Pac-12. I'm gonna miss it. I will miss it forever because it was fun to be associated in that league. It was easy access to road games. I think we've talked about why it's gonna be fun in the Big 12. We can make it work. And truly, the Utah BYU rivalry immediately catapults to the number one rivalry in that league. Oh, yeah. um, and that's then, we didn't even talk about that. This yeah, and ha- having yeah. it at the end of the year again is going to be fun. Yeah. I enjoyed being able to pull the car on them that we're in a P5 league. You're not, blah, 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 blah. That's, <laughs> that's gone. So I might as well just embrace it back where it belongs at the end of the year as we build up for the, the rivalry. It's always fun when it's the last game. Um, so that'll be good to have that back there. So, yeah, let's let's go, man. Let's ride. Let's go all in on this big 12. Let's make a splash and let's do this thing. Let's do it. No, I, the, reason, um, the reason I'm a fan was that, 57-28, 1987 BYU-Utah game where Eddie Johnson and Scott Mitchell came out. And that I think that rivalry, our rivalry, is the best in America because it crosses geography and it crosses religion. I, don't, I can't think of any other rivalry in America that does that. People don't will start to wake up and appreciate it now that we're in a big conference together. Yep. And I, that's, I think that is a really big silver lining. I love the rivalry game. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good. Yeah. I- and I think, I mean, even our kids, right? I got kids that are 17 and down. I don't even think they really understand the rivalry because it hasn't been what it was when we were growing up because in the last 12 years, we've been in different leagues, you know, yep. and yep. and Utah's just dominated. So it'll be uh, it'll be good for the, the rising generation to get a taste of what that rivalry is. For sure. Okay, Jake, let's go. Let's run it back three times in a row. Let's go. Three-time Pac-12 champions, baby. Let's go. I am Salt Lake Jake, and I am out. Thanks. Jake in Salt Lake City. Hey, Jake, how are you? Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake.